0: Welcome, welcome to the nightly, nightly rant with, with your, your hosts, hosts mike and toria this is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view if
1: you like insane conversations this is definitely the show for you
0: let's get into today's topic so someone's a little full of rage today
1: i'm full of all sorts of rage today
0: so what what's this you're talking about your computer having an issue
1: it's just a giant bitch. There's nothing I can do about it. It needs to be restarted, but I don't really – I haven't had 45 minutes to wait for the stupid (laughs) jackass to wake back up.
0: That's what made me laugh about it is that you said earlier that you'd have been 25 minutes late for the podcast, and that was at 10 minutes till the appointment time. So that's funny. But see, that reminds me, since we're talking about appointment time, um, we have a guest with us tonight. A guest? We've got – Herman James and he's the host of The Rant with Herman James. And yeah, I guess you can tell why we like Herman. So um hey Herman, like thanks for rant. being here.
2: Uh my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh happy to be here with you guys and uh have a good time and uh see where the conversation leads us.
0: Hey, where where what area of the country are you from?
2: Uh uh depends on if you want the long story or the short story. I now reside in uh, Sacramento, California. Okay. So awesome. the long story is uh, Staten Island, New York, California, Texas, NorCal.
0: <laughs> Moved around a little bit. So yeah, tell me, bit. what's your show all about anyway? The rant with Herman James. Uh,
2: yeah. The rant is about essentially uh, the rant. It's everyone's got a little bit of rant here or there. They kind of go off on tangents. Uh, for the most part, in my world, I like to say as much as I can. However, I live with people, and I work with people, and they also like to talk, and that really stops me from getting my point across. And I tend to be a little abrasive, <laughs> a little offensive, and hurt people's feelings. And it's not my fault that their feelings are hurt. It's that they're kind of little bitches, and they <laughs> do wrong and when you call them out about it, they get offended, and then I'm an asshole. So. Yeah, see I, I figured the best that like, sound familiar. But yeah, you remove them out of the situation, you're brilliant at that point.
0: It sounds familiar though, doesn't it?
1: You're like the rantiest <laughs> person I've ever met, dude.
0: <laughs> Who which, but which one of us are you talking to? <laughs> I don't know anymore. That's kind I of my that's kind of up. my that's kind of my point. <laughs> you're like you're like my long lost brother or something. That's crazy. <laughs> Gotta love it. I mean, and I've had I've had that exact conversation before. Like, okay, so you're you're offended by something that I said. Yet all I said was, you know, you're not you're not telling the whole truth there. And oh, now you're offended that I called you out. I'm not telling the whole truth, and so I'm the bad guy. Why am I the bad guy? You're the one who lied.
2: Exactly, I- because you called him out on the lie in front of people. You made him look bad.
0: It's just I I don't know. Talking about looking bad, this is the time of the year, okay, with, the, with these people that have to have New Year's resolutions. What a waste of time.
2: I, I love the fact that people wait an entire year to set themselves up for a goal or an opportunity that they could have had at any other point in time. And my favorite resolution is I want to go back to the gym where I want to be fit. And if you've noticed, people, if you're like me and you shop at Costco, people buy the Costco memberships for 24 Hour Fitness. It's like 400 bucks for a year. So 24 Hour Fitness is making hand over fist for the first month out of the year. And if you also notice, February 14th, bars are packed with both single and people trying to date. After the 14th, the gym's empty. People stop going. They're single and now they're fattening yeah. back. That, that a good,
0: single, I like it. That's a good point, though, that, that <laughs> Valentine's Day is kind of the, the drop-dead date, and those who, are, those who actually are serious about their gym going are still there, and the other 95% are gone.
2: Yeah, so they either found someone or didn't find someone, or the idea of dating on the internet didn't work out for them because apparently, which is another one of my favorite things in the world, people that do internet dating— um everyone says they're not vain and it's not about looks it's about the person if you've ever looked at these bumbles twitters Instafucks, or whatever they're doing that's a picture yeah i think that's that's guaranteed to be an app somewhere someone's got to have coined that by now <laughs> but you, you swipe right or left so it's yes or no you didn't read about anybody you just said i'd fuck them i wouldn't fuck them or it's like there's no like maybe you don't like swipe up for like a maybe Like there's a yes or no. There's no gray zone in there anymore.
0: You know what though? You know, that's kind of funny that you say that because um, my oldest daughter has used like every one of the apps known to man. And when, but what she explains it is like from a female's perspective, she's looking at the guy's picture. She's reading a little bit of his profile. She's, she's browsing around before she decides yes or no. But what do men do? Men just go, Oh no! Nope, don't like how you look. Oh, don't like how. Oh, I like how you look. I oops, don't like how you oops, look. I don't like how oops, you look. Oh wow! You're oops. cute. You're cute. You're cute. You're cute. <laughs> All in a row. That's that's a man. And then we wonder why later we have a problem with the person we chose to go on a date with. Like why that date was such a disaster.
2: Was, I've, I've met plenty of women. I got plenty of women friends. I've done those things, and they read the profile, thought it was great, and they went out on a date with a meathead. The guy couldn't hold a conversation, couldn't figure out what's going on. They also didn't know why he had so much money together on a date, and found out he's thirty years and lives at home with his parents.
1: That's the best <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life.
2: It's like, oh, oh you can afford a great restaurant, you have a nice car. I can't take you home because my my roommates are still awake.
0: <laughs> that sounds like some things that my my daughter has told me about guys like that they're they look perfect on the profile and then when you actually meet them uh if you're lucky enough that they match their picture um they're not anything like what their profile said they were.
1: This one time we went to a Starbucks because this guy that we knew was on a date with a woman that he met online and he went and he looks like like I don't know Hell froze over, Grandpa, and then she was age appropriate. We'll go with that. And he comes home, and she's like, "She was like forty years older than her pictures." Like, what?
0: <laughs> I remember that. I remember that like that was yesterday. That's funny, but yeah, he he had a problem with that because you know she looked she looked her age, and you know of course so did he. And I'm I guarantee you from his profile pictures, he didn't look that way. <laughs> uh he he had given out maybe a ten or twenty year old picture. I don't know what people think they're accomplishing with that.
2: Oh, I've got a friend who's on the dating apps who got found out by some of our female friends, and this gentleman decided to fast for a while and it was a pre-year resolution. And he decided that he was tired of being a fat guy. So what he did was he only ate maybe a thousand calories a day a bike rode 5-10 miles a day and then walked uh, 5k 3.2 miles above, uh, a day as well so he's putting out an exorbitant amount of caloric uh, power and energy taking very little in and he slimmed down emaciatedly slimmed down quickly because you're starving your body and everything else he then took pictures put those pictures on the uh, Instafox and then ballooned right back up nice so really catfishing the hell out of people <laughs> A
0: plus, good sir. A plus. <laughs> That's funny, though. Why put in all that effort, though, just to get the weight back? It, it's.
2: I spent a uh, majority of my college career studying kinesiology, so actual uh, pre-med for physical therapy. And a lot of the people do boomerang diets. In um, the history I have and the education I have, diet is a negative word, which is why I don't care for diets for New Year's resolution. You shouldn't have a diet. You should actually have a lifestyle change. I don't believe in, you know, Adkins and all that other crap either, because that's also some hocus pocus bullshit that was derived from someone having an actual allergy or illness that someone decided they got thin off of and that's what I want to do. But um it's right. it's it's a horseshit. People just try to do this and that. And my favorite is the fact that people that try to do these, um, what the hell is it? It's not the Adkins one, it was the bigger one now. It's the keto diet. All those keto folks. I feel God got them back with that big old uh, salmonella with a romaine lettuce.
0: <laughs> the only thing I always say about those, those kind of uh, eating plans is that they work for some people because it forces them to change one or many bad eating habits that they have. It brings it to the forefront. Um, that doesn't mean that they have to follow that kind of program for that same thing to happen. But for whatever reason, it just, it's almost like handed to them on a silver platter. But even that, I don't know too many people who've maintained it long-term.
2: Yeah. And as if it works for people and it's able to give them modification on a lifestyle, which is fine. And even if they're doing it and they're not succeeding with it, that's fine as well. What you shouldn't be doing is, is doing it and then shoving it in my fucking face, talking about what I'm eating that you're eating keto. You're eating a, you know, bark sandwich. Yeah. While I've got like a double cheeseburger with fries. Meanwhile and they tell you
0: know. how bad that is.
2: Yeah. You, you know how bad that is for you? Yeah. I, I was also a ranch and I also raised and slaughtered cattle. I'm, I've been through the whole gambit of the whole deal. I'm good to go. <laughs> Eat your bark burger. We'll be all right.
0: Right. They just, they want to impose their way of living on you. It's like they say, you know, how do you know that a, a vegan is a vegan or a CrossFitter is a CrossFitter? They'll tell you in the first three seconds you meet them, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's the same thing. You know, oh, I'm I, I, the keto people now are exactly that way. Oh, I'm, I'm doing keto now. Great. Good for you. I'm going to eat how I want to eat. Thanks.
2: You got to mess with them and ask them, how much they pay per each training session. Do they fight the guy who's doing Taekwondo as well? Or is it like a different type of martial arts?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So Hmm. I don't know though. Like these are the people that we're talking about. They make these resolutions and like you, you made a good point earlier. They, they wait, they come up with something in March that they want to do. That's going to be my new year's resolution in March. How about you start now, nine months before you're actually planning to start? And by the time New Year's comes around, you'll have made some major progress towards your final, final goal. Nah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> no. It's nah. you give a little bit of effort at some point. Or or you can do uh like we were talking about earlier, um the uh half-assed athleisure wear effort. A friend of mine and myself were in a brewery here locally. There was a group full of women in yoga pants and we are what a week into the new year. So I assumed with the yoga pants and the razor back, like tank tops they're wearing the tight fitting clothes. They've got to be drinking light beer at a craft place because they just gave up on their new year's resolution in order to be able to work out and go to the gym more doing the bicep curls and gave up on everything. Don't get me wrong. They looked fantastic. I appreciate it, but they just, gave it maybe five days like fuck it i'm not going to the gym anymore
1: (laughs) i wear yoga pants every day do you every day they're the most comfortable thing in the world i don't give a shit what anybody else fucking thinks
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i respect you for that i definitely respect you for that
1: thank you you have to live with me see you better
0: (laughs) well what are some others what are some other really stupid um new year's resolutions that are commonly um put out there
1: Quit smoking, quit
2: drinking. Yeah. Quit fascism. mind, or is that independently?
0: Just independently, you know. Like it could be something that you you know, it could be coming <laughs> from you directly, or it could be coming from just in general people.
2: Yeah, smoking's always a big one. Um I think spending or lack thereof of stop spending, which is ridiculous. Um Drinking is, yeah, she says, another one, good one for it. People always want to travel, do more. That's my favorite. I want to do more, be more active. Okay. Why That's do you good. have to wait to be more active?
0: Or learn learn a new skill, like learn photography. That's always a, a good one.
2: That is the blondest, white girlish, most like 20 year old thing ever. I don't want to be a photographer. <laughs> I <laughs>
1: It's okay. I persuaded his fourteen year old fourteen year old son that he's gonna be an influencer this year, an Instagram influencer. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be and we started on January first for no particular reason their general.
0: Time. Yeah. <laughs> it was their, their anti resolution resolution.
1: It was an accident.
0: Yeah. But you know, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about it, and we've had, you know, losing weight, stop smoking, um, stop drinking. You said stop spending, do more
2: of this, do less of less that. Motivations also in there, depending on how you're doing it. Right. right.
0: So you got all you got all of these, right? Which one of those, or are any of them something that you have to wait until the new year to do? Zero. Could you start it anytime you want? Yeah, none of them. But yet you'll you'll talk to people and they will insist it only works if you start it on January first.
2: Oh yeah. Or you've got the the diet people, workout people that only works. If you put it on social media, just like you're not actually dating someone unless Facebook makes it official.
0: Yeah, that's the <laughs> o- that's the other one is, OK, you know, you're you're going to join our challenge. And one of the rules is you got to post a picture of you and your food every single day.
1: That was the worst challenge we've ever done. BT dubs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was it was an actual experience we had um, last July. OK. We, we run a community group on Facebook and kind of show support for the community and kind of push ourselves to <laughs> exercise more. We, we work from home, so we sit a lot. Oh, and thanks. so on my we, this new gym in town was like, hey, we want to bring in people for a free class because we want to get some testimonials. So we're like, OK, we'll go we'll go try this thing. Um, yeah, they, it was kind of like, well, we're not CrossFit. And they weren't, but they sure as hell tried to kill you like CrossFit or people try to kill you. They'll do that. And then it was like, you have to post, in order to get the points, you have to post three pictures of your food today. And you have to list how much exercise you had. And all the whole public and the whole world can see it. Um, It felt like shaming more than motivation.
1: It really was.
2: But it's good marketing for them because I bet you also had to hashtag them or tag them in all your posts.
0: Yup. And think about it either way, even if it's, you know, motivation or shaming, you're ending up losing the weight. Yep. So that's also in their favor.
2: Oh yeah. I have a friend of mine did the, uh, pay to lose weight workout, the pseudo CrossFit. And if you lose all the weight, then your membership's free and it's like three or 400 bucks. And then uh, you can roll it over to it again. And he did it three times for free. Before he well, went on uh, his wedding and honeymoon, I think he lost 150 or 200 pounds. Wow. consistently going. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel the need to clarify one little thing, just in case, you know, word gets out about what I just said. I don't think the people who were trying to motivate us actually thought they were demotivating us. I think they really did think they were motivating us. Oh, yeah. But we would look at each other and be like, wow they kind of shamed us into that one you
1: know dude i got so frustrated i yelled at one of them i think he knew i was being demotivated
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get like every now and then i'll look at if i do uh food counting because i'll necessarily do the calorie counting like numbers wise but if i'm on a kick of i want to see what i'm eating and see what i don't need to eat i'll put things into an app on my phone and i'm like I don't want to put that I had six Oreos in my phone right now. That makes me sound like, sound like an asshole. Like, I had all this nice stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, Oreos sound great. Oh, and some eggnog, too? Yeah, let's pour some of that over top of these Oreos. <laughs> Nothing wrong there.
1: And a little magic shell chocolate drizzle on the top, right?
2: Yes. And just so everyone is aware, do not put magic shell in the fridge to store it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: More than one person has done that. I know this.
2: Uh, yeah, you feel real dumb when you try to put on top of your ice cream and it doesn't come out of the bottle.
0: <laughs>
1: it's already
0: rock solid.
1: <laughs> That's when you just slice the bottle open and eat it like a candy bar.
0: That's no you judgment. Go. You just cut the cut the bottom part off since it's the wider end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That oh would my start
2: God. Up the bottle and like pour all crumbles. Like it's it's fancy now.
0: You know, I, I have I have no idea how the hell we got all the way over here, but I like it. So something popped into my head. So Herman, what's like the strangest topic you've covered on your show?
2: Strangest topic I've covered. I'd probably say the only one that got a little bit sideways would have to be uh, a gentleman and I talked about the kneeling in uh, sports. And uh, our views on that didn't exactly align.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Go figure. You bring politics and religion and uh, military people into it and it gets a little bit weird.
0: Always. But, uh, it,
2: it That's was, funny. I was getting myself into.
0: See, we had we, – we just recently talked about this. We had our 200th episode. Um, yeah, a few, maybe, maybe about a week back. Yeah. Thank you. And it's funny because when we first started this, we didn't think we'd get past 10, you know, like then you just it just becomes like an addiction that you just keep going, but let's be
1: real. We, I didn't want to do this with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what did you, what was your favorite? What was the title of your favorite episode? Toria trash bag basketball. So yeah, we, we, we live in this apartment complex and, we were walking our dog, and sometimes there are coyotes that run up and down our street at night. So on the nighttime, when it gets dark, he's a little dog. We don't, we don't walk him outside the building. We walk him inside the building. So we're coming around the corner, and this dude's coming down with a bag of trash. And he gets to the curb, and Toria says to him, I dare you to toss that into the trash dumpster from right there. And, I mean, you're talking, I don't know, 20 feet, Twenty-five feet. (laughs) He he back and he starts swinging that thing in the air and he lets it go and it it doesn't even get a foot and it explodes, (laughs) trash everywhere. And the best part was he cooks with he cooks with you know canned foods and so he had tin cans bouncing around on the driveway. It was the funniest thing and we literally. I am never going to forget this. We literally looked at each other and we said, okay, the dog is done. We need to go podcast about this now. And (laughs) I think that's why it was so funny because we caught our ranty mood right as it happened.
1: I was in tears. I was laughing so hard.
2: Now, did you clean it up or just let it out there because the garbage man was coming?
1: Well, he cleaned it up, but he didn't have a broom. (laughs) He told me like three days later, Oh, yeah, I had to clean it all up, but I didn't have a broom. Well, so I had to pick it all up, and I was like, oh, uh, I gotta go bye
2: oh, that's great yeah but
0: see but but that made me think of that because you talked about us with us earlier about you know how people think you're the bad guy, you know because you know you're you get kind of ranty sometimes, and I think we all do, but the best part about it is the people who. Don't piss other people off. They kind of hold the rant in for a while, and then by the time they let it out, it's like lost all its steam. It has nothing. You know, it's so much better, more enjoyable, and kind of funny actually to just like let it out once in a while. Uh, you don't have to be that asshole who's you know every single time you're you're slamming people. But hey, you know what? If someone wants to be called out on something, say it.
2: Well, we got a thing in uh, my group of friends here that. When someone says something or does something just real, real dumb, we just look at guy or girl. doesn't matter. We give them the eye nod. I'm like, oh, you're real pretty. Real, real pretty. Uh... That's all you got going for you at that point in time.
0: Yeah. I that's mean, funny. You, but that's the thing. You know, you, you either you pick and it's kind of like picking and choosing your battles, you know, and that's what you have to do. Otherwise, I, uh... you look horrible.
2: Yeah, I never learned picking your battles. I, I like to win them all.
0: Me too. <laughs> yeah, see, see, Tori Tori is that way too. Like, like there's, been, there's been a couple times where we'll have, you know, you know, we're, you know, having a discussion, and she'll somewhat admit that she's wrong about the topic, <laughs> but then she'll continue to insist her point. And you're like, Okay, I don't understand why you're still insisting after just telling me that you were wrong. But all right, keep going. It's funny, you know. We all do these weird, these weird things when it comes to I haven't
2: even got a saying our things. opinion. Even if I'm wrong, I'm still right because me being wrong, I'm still more right than you. Therefore, I, by default, <laughs> I'm right.
0: That's awesome, Toria, Toria. What? Who did I tell you? I told you he we we sound alike. This is shocking to me.
1: <laughs> Apparently, people who podcast and rant are all very similar. It's very strange. I'm gonna write it. All, I'm gonna write a blog post talk- about it
2: vocalization just got to get out there. And you've thought about the, you know, response for uh, time after time after time again. That's why I'm just so quick on my feet in person. I just kind of snap to it. and My responses are quick and new and fresh every time. And if they're not, you probably haven't heard it before. So it still works this time now, too.
0: <laughs> right. Right. You, you, I know like during election times, there's just things that I have that I say over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again, because a, it's what I, you know, what I believe about the situation and you know what Pro- most probably you've never heard it before. So here you go. And you're right. It just works.
2: Every time. You gotta love it. I, I think if you go on podcasts that you guys enjoyed the most. I think the one I would personally have enjoyed the most that I've done so far is I got together a group of guys that I haven't seen in eight or so years. I uh, let them know that I was supplying alcohol (laughs) and that we were going to do a blind taste test. So I bought four different types of vodka. I had a full keg and we sat down and uh, four of us, just went around doing shots and trying to find out which one we liked the most, not knowing what was going on. And uh, fortunately one of the gentlemen that was in the group with us is a stand-up comedian as well. And so (laughs) he just went off on everybody. And then everyone kind of started throwing in their little tangents here and there and kind of (laughs) getting back and forth and quippy. That was, I think that recording session for us was about two and a half hours. And uh, I got, things cut down and after we had the uh, wives walking in the room that were serving the alcohol trying to rip into us kind of trim some of that out a little bit more we were able to get that to about an hour down but that was probably the most fun that i think we've had on a podcast doing it with guys that went to college together with it was the frat brothers of ours that we we're i haven't seen each other in a long time and you put four guys in a room together that know some dirty shit about each other and some dumb things just come up out of nowhere so uh yeah put some alcohol into people's mouths and see what happens it's a good day
0: well you know we, we actually it's funny you say that because we were talking about an idea that we have um for a potential episode where <laughs> you know get some adults together with some alcohol and any game Board game, card game—I don't care what it is. Some kind of a game. <laughs> cards
1: against humanity.
0: And and yeah, like cards against humanity would be perfect for this. And then just record the entire game session, oh, yeah. and you know, strategically place several microphones around so you pick everything up, and just record the whole thing because then you you know you you're gonna get like three hours of audio out of that easily, and you can. You can just pick and choose the best moments and come up with the greatest episode ever. I think if it, if people relaxed and let just let things happen. If they start playing to the to the microphone, then there's going to be a problem. You know, and you got to cut most of that put,
2: out. Uh, the mic's on. Exactly. After, That's yeah. what I was going to say. After Don, you say, hey, by the way, I recorded this whole goddamn thing. If you guys are okay with that, I'm going to edit things out and we'll uh we'll have this put up there. Keep a little notepad by you when you're doing things, and write down the time. And you can actually cut to the jump spots that where people were laughing at, and it saves you from having to listen to the whole thing. Or just pour yourself yeah. a giant glass of scotch next to the computer and listen to the whole thing all over again.
1: <laughs> See,
0: if you, yeah.
1: Sorry. If you Go wanted, ahead. if you wanted to hear curse words you've never heard before, put Mario Party on the TV and give me some vodka. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can only imagine.
1: I don't even <laughs> think you can imagine, dear.
0: I don't. Uh, I think I could. I think I could. The police uh,
1: have been funny. called in this situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that, that was a funny story that you told me about. Well, that. She's, she's from Canada, and she yeah. had an incident where she and – it was two the girls ex-boyfriend and one now and two, and two good friends of yours, female friends. So there's four of them, and they were in an upstairs – A lot of places in Canada have like (laughs) the upstairs house and the bottom, the lower house, like the basement suite. And they were in the upstairs house and they were playing Mario Party. And (laughs) they were all screaming and yelling and making all so much noise that the downstairs neighbor called the police thinking someone was getting beat up in the upstairs apartment.
2: Oh, that's great.
1: (laughs) It was great. The police officer was cool with it when he thought it was just three girls there. But then the dumbass comes around the corner and the police officer was like. You there. Are you beating these girls? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, of course. That's there it's for him, too. Yeah.
0: It's a man. You know, of course, the man has to be guilty of, <sighs> of uh, hitting
2: somebody. That was I mean,
1: a good day. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, honestly, like, the like a bondage mask on. And then the cop just goes, I see what's going on. And just kind of walks away. <laughs>
0: yeah but honestly though the the canadian police nicest police i've ever encountered and yes i have encountered them
2: it's because what they got the cool hats those mountie hats
0: (laughs) (laughs) these guys didn't have mountie hats but one time when i was visiting her there um her city that she lived in was about two hours from the from the calgary airport so i would rent a car and i would drive there and so one night we were getting ready to go to bed and she was like in the lower in the basement suite in this place. And all of a sudden we hear this car alarm and it sounds the car that I rented was the same car that I drive here and it sounded like the car alarm. So I'm like, "Uh Oh, what is that? And I look outside and sure enough, there's the rental car lights flashing. So I go out there and I immediately go to like the driver's side and I don't see anything. What's wrong. And then I can sort of see with my flashlight, I can see like glistening pieces of glass. Sure enough, the passenger side, windows smashed in and all of a sudden this lady weird lady's running at me and she has a phone in her hand and she's charging at me and she's like is that your car is that your car right there i'm like well yeah yeah yeah. that's my car it's my rental car though it's not my car it's a rental car get it and she's like yeah 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 the guy he, he smashed your window he's right down there so she's yelling at me don't you go after him the law's different here don't you go after him apparently there if you go after the guy to defend your property you go to jail. Great, oh, great plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wait and the police come. But man, you know, here in, uh, I'm sure it's like this in Sacramento, but definitely here in Orange County, if, if you had this kind of call, they'd be like, all right, we'll send an officer out. And some desk clerk would come out and take a report. And that'd be it. There they brought the canine unit and they hunted the guy down. They, they, they found someday. him. They we'll caught him. On loose back? That would be awesome. (laughs) But long and short of it, the cop comes to me and he's like, Okay, can I get your ID so I can write down, you know, your address and everything? And he takes my ID and he's like, Oh my gosh, you're you're from the United States. You're just visiting. I'm so sorry. You know, this kind of thing doesn't normally happen in Canada.
2: (laughs) French fries and maple syrup and you guys have a good day there.
0: Yeah, it was it Don't was you weird know? you know i've never experienced something like that like they were extremely then they went to know if there was anything else they could do for me before they left it's the weirdest 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 experience and here i am kind of acting like it was negative when it was really a positive experience
2: see i've had uh cars broken into at our house we do a uh, an annual holiday party We've done it for about 10 years in one year at a previous residence someone broke into every red car at our house. So about three or four red cars and took things out of the cars. Uh, some of our friends were serving at the time. So they had their books with their cash tips in it and those are stolen, everything else. And we called the police. The police said, okay, we'll note it in the system. If you like to make a report, please drive your broken ass vehicle to the police station and we'll take the report there.
1: that's spectacular
2: oh my god you're not gonna come out and like look for things no what about fingerprinting that's not gonna do anything either well what are we supposed to do do you want to file a report because that's all we can do you know how many people are in sacramento yeah we don't have enough time for this all right thanks for the heads up
1: no fucks given
2: not even one. They couldn't even give two shits. And by the way, if you call the police here in Sacramento, you get put on hold first.
1: That sounds worse than it is here.
0: It yeah, does it, sound worse.
2: You guys probably have nicer, better cops down. I don't know. But I've called numerous times like, hi, Sacramento Police Department, please hold. But I'm being murdered. Like, what? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> that's, that's a 911 call. You get put on hold.
0: Yeah. Here we, you know, I, they always complain that the reason that that happens is because they don't have enough money for enough officers to cover the population. But like we have a city right here that has about maybe 50,000 people in it. And every time there's a traffic stop, there's four police cars and there's like grandma sitting in her, you know, old Buick and she's getting a ticket for, you know, whatever, you know, smog or whatever and
2: there's four police cars there it's because she's driving a Buick Buick either (laughs) means grandma or probably black gangster why I don't know but I didn't drive the car but that's the call for backup before they even saw who was driving the car
1: grandma was disorderly
2: (laughs) disorderly Disorderly takes people out
1: exactly she's like bitch no I don't need a smog
2: As I think my favorite thing I've heard in a long time was listening to Adam Carolla's uh, podcast a few months ago. It talks about having FU money. He took all of the license plates off his cars and calls the dealership and gets the cardboard plastic advertising ones for the dealership. They go on there instead, runs through red lights, takes carpool lane, takes everything. He's like, what are you going to do? You don't have a license plate to find me. You're not taking pictures of like vin tags." Well, You have a picture, you can't prove that's me driving. He's like, and if they do, what's it? I gotta pay 500 bucks, I got a few money, I don't even care anymore. He's like, I'm not paying that shit. And it just goes, parks where he wants to park. The guy's got millions of dollars and doesn't care.
1: That Sounds like Adam Corolla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the what? funny thing, the funny thing is, he kind of had that attitude even before he had money, just not on that grand of a scale, you know, he had to care about the ticket then. But he still had the same kind of attitude he's just as he's been able to finance his assholeness, I guess you'll say um <laughs> he <laughs> the, he's he's gotten worse and worse or you know,
2: better in that regard than you look at it
1: life goals
0: well, it's like i listen to I listen to his wife's podcast sometimes, and um right after the new year, they came back, and no, it was right after Christmas, actually they came back earlier than most from their little holiday vacation and they were talking about something about their first date, Adam and her. And she's basically painted a picture that's exactly what he's like today. And the host her co host says, Well, Annette I guess you need to stop complaining because you knew exactly what you were signing up for. (laughs) Because of course he was exactly the same on that first date as he is today. So she can't say she didn't know going in that he was going to be that guy.
2: And now he's got that much more money. So she's not that offended by
0: it. Yeah. And that's, what's funny. Nobody is. I mean, you ever, ever hear him with Dr. Drew? Oh Yeah. He he lets Dr. Drew have it. Like we we always like to say Dr. Drew is the smartest dumb guy I've ever encountered. Like he he <laughs> is so smart on the topics that he knows. He's but so when he doesn't know dumb. the topic, he really doesn't know the topic. Like he's just <laughs> he has no interest in finding out even one iota about the things he doesn't know about. He just doesn't care.
2: He got his one specific focus and he's done well at that it's made him tons of money so why deviate
0: yep and and adam calls him out on it, like come on drew don't be stupid it makes me laugh every time i hear it i I mean <laughs> it's just funny you know like he he doesn't give a shit what he says to people and for whatever reason people are just like that's just adam
2: and it's like- it works it, it works for him because a, he's now a celebrity and he has been for some time now and he's got clout to him and he's got money and it's not that he is coming off of, you know, the cuff randomly saying some random thing about one person here or there. Like people said about Roseanne when she came out hating everyone. She's a racist bitch and people should have known that beforehand and then got offended when she tried to clean up and came out of nowhere. Whereas <laughs> he's been that same person the whole time. Roseanne Barr just went away for a while then came back and being the same bitchy person and then people just didn't like it. So it, it's when you're that consistency is what's key for Adam. And I don't think he's changed that. Um, and it, it's worked out well. I mean, he's got paid a lot of money to be a very funny asshole. And it's like, yeah, he's got a clown nose in his butthole.
1: Like I said, what? life calls.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. The podcasting world is the perfect place for that kind of attitude because you get to decide what content you put out and the listener gets to decide, are they willing to listen to that kind of content or not? You don't have the pressure. And you know what? If you decided that. All right, I need a threshold for when I'm going to stop doing this show. So as long as I have five people listening to me, just five people, I'm going to keep doing this show. You could do the show forever because you don't have some asshole behind you going, no, 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 you're not. You don't have enough people listening to you. You need to change your format. You need to do this. Oh, don't say that the next time because it pisses people off. That's why radio is dying because People can just switch over to podcasts and radio announcers are learning this too. They're making good money as a radio announcer. Then they take it and they reinvest it in a podcast and they start um, promoting products.
2: They make bank. Yep. That's exactly what it is. I think uh, the good idea behind all of that also comes to being true to who you are. It is easy to be a keyboard mafia guy. Because you hide behind a keyboard to say things and think about things and put things out there. But you put a mic and a camera in front of your face and you have to respond back to people and you have to be semi-eloquent about things. And you can't come out and be a fake person. You can't have that same authenticity or that clout behind what you say if that's not genuinely who you are as a person. Who I am on the mic is who I am a majority of the time. Except for when my significant other's around, and I'm going to get my ass beat for saying things, and then I'll tone it down a notch or two. But when she's out of the way, I say it all over again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what gets Tori and I in trouble is we both have that attitude.
1: We're both assholes. So,
0: so there is nobody <laughs> to rein the other person in. Although the good thing is, you know, most people have like at least part of a topic that they're uncomfortable ranting about so they they don't and thankfully the things that i realize are offensive to people that she doesn't and vice versa that's where we help each other like hey hey you know what you don't (laughs) tone it down you're not in the right crowd for that tone it down
2: yeah see reading the room is i think something that i've been able to do for quite some time but i'll also push the room i spent high school and college uh working in hospitality so i did Bartending, I waited tables, I bust tables, I ran restaurants, I ran country clubs, catering facilities. So if there's anything I learned how to do, it's read a room and how to lighten a situation and then also how to make things a lot, lot worse with just one phrase. And so I've been able to do that, but I also, I I love poking the bear. And if I can sense one person in the room's weakness, I'm going to continue poking that one person till they either cry, snap, or ask me to stop, and I'm probably going to do it one more time. And then if I can make (laughs) you feel so awkward for no reason, even if it's me belittling myself and it makes you feel inappropriate, I'm going to do that all day long because that makes me laugh. And other people's awkwardness is something that I find hilarious.
1: Wow. (laughs) You're just a spectacular person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. I I remember uh, when Victoria told me about – um connecting with you on Instagram and she told me, you're not going to believe the name of the show. And then she told me, and I'm like, he's, he's gotta be like, you know, our kindred, you know, there has to be, there has to be some connection here because how did two people just decide? And, you know, now I kind of, when I think about it now, after we've discussed it, I feel kind of <laughs> stupid because there's probably lots of people who could do a show where they, where they rant about whatever comes to mind um you know but i don't know it just seemed unique and i loved you know i listened to a couple of your episodes and i loved you know what i was hearing and uh, where am i trying to stay with this ba- basically it just surprised me how alike the concepts were for our two shows
2: yeah, I can see that. I listened to you guys as well. And yeah, they, they do kind of mesh here and there. And I think we have the same mentality and the way that we kind of approach situations seems to be pretty similar. And when it comes to people being able to do a ranty thing, it is, uh, it's unfortunately not, uh, and I don't know how the right way people say niche, 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 bitch, whatever it is. Um, it's not something that is specific. Like, if you are part of any podcasting groups or support groups or any of that stuff on social media, media, you'll see, you know, I just started doing this uh, two months ago and I've already got 10,000 views. Well, you can go fuck yourself. I- I'm not sure what you did there to get that. And it, this person was <laughs> like, I am doing a Mormon podcast about how my gay daughter left the Mormon thing and how we dealt with it. I'm like, that's got that much of a following it's that much of people listen to that that's crazy like (laughs) i didn't didn't know there was was a subgroup
0: well but like that's sort of the strategy we have with yogi's podcast network is we started with this one show and i realized exactly what you were saying that you know there's no niche here um even like Like, for years, I was involved in the fitness industry, and at first, I wanted to be, like, the consumer reports for the fitness industry, and I quickly realized that those people are so loyal to one another that if you bag on the protein manufacturer, um, the... Personal trainer guy is going to shut you down too, you know. And they're they're super tight knit group. So what we ended up doing with Yogi's podcast network was we, I created a political show because you know everybody, you know, there's lots of people that like to talk about politics, and so I created a political show from more of like a libertarian standpoint, and um, that draws people into the network because there's a niche there, and it actually, I released that show about once a week, and um, it gets more downloads immediately than this show does, but what I notice happens over time is suddenly there's a spike in older nightly rent episodes being listened to, and the only thing that it can tell me is people are coming in and they're browsing the site and they're finding the other shows and being like, "Oh, okay," you know. What I mean, I think that's the advantage that if you're going to have multiple shows, I know people that have multiple websites for multiple shows. I think that's a disadvantage. You know, put it all in one place. So that people, when they find one, they can find others that you have.
2: Yeah, and that's it's a good advantage to do if you have the time and ability. And it, sometimes it's money for it, but most times that, that podcasts are cheap enough to do. I mean, Libsyn charges you anywhere from like five to five hundred bucks a month, depending on how much content you're going to have that they're going to hold for you. Um, I've taken a different turn on it. And instead of having numerous different ones, I took. One broad idea, the rant, which is in no way individualized for a name by anything, but I also put my name onto everything I touch. So it's the rant with Herman James and friends, or it's just with Herman James. It's always me. My website's thehermanjames.com, and that's where you can find my uh, podcast. You can find the affiliate stuff, that everything goes along with that. I house everything under that. Website And they and under the Herman James because that's what I'm looking to do. But I took the rant with a twist and I do spotlight individual things. So I do an entrepreneurial spotlight where I have entrepreneurs who are regular people. They're not millionaires, billionaires, and they're not these fucks that wrote books to get people to buy the books to then sell the books for them or how to write your own book to get someone to sell that book for you. Cause I find that asinine. And when I was trying to figure out how to put up a podcast, that's all you saw was podcasting for money. Here's how you get people to buy your podcast. I'll tell you if you give me $500 and they call themselves coaches. And that right. was what bothered me about doing that kind of stuff. So I took these entrepreneurs that are regular people started regular businesses that are making a killing, doing what they want to do. And even if they're not making a killing They're making a living out of their own home, out of their own resource, doing that. I then turned that into a band spotlight. So I met the band uh, 390 down actually in your guys' area. It's a bunch of guys doing punk rock that introduced me to the No Phony Network, the guys over there doing that kind of stuff. I then turned that into a separate spotlight interview off of that. And now I've actually turn that into a brewer spotlight. So now I've got uh, interviews coming up here with myself, going out to a gentleman that's got a website here that gives you guides to all local breweries, sets up all the events, everything else going that way. So I've taken my ranty bullshit nature of everything and i have able to turn that into something that people want to see and go after. But I've also made sure that the topics I choose are evergreen. Like the conversations we've had here aren't specific to today. You're not looking at someone saying that this specific day on this, whatever, and after a week, it's dead. The way you guys put things up, they're evergreen as well. I mean, I can Google search you guys, and your website pops up, and it's going to take me to what episode was relevant to my search, which makes you guys a super easy search engine optimized entity that other people don't have. And it's nice people to have, even though your nightly rant might not be a niche But it is specific to a topic I want to hear, and that's going to get me to listen to something else you guys have as well.
0: Exactly, it works both. It works both ways, Um, and it's it's been kind of a battle to get it there. But I mean, we're out a year now, and it's really starting to. I can feel traction. I mean, I can literally, if I need, like for instance, you know, I needed some break. I'm working on some big um, content creation campaign and so i needed a break from the political show i can take that break because as soon as i come back my i have a lot of loyal listeners they're ready to just go again you know i don't have to worry but that's that's ingenious you actually kind of wore me out with the whole description of all the different um iterations but i mean it's brilliant because (laughs) because you're right you're taking you're taking that and um breaking it off and you know if if you think about it that that's actually an interesting way to have like multiple podcasts yet have an extra one that's like a combination of all of them it's i don't know you, you got my brain going you're talking about all these i mean i told my oldest daughter she's really into music and i said you should do like a local music scene podcast she started a a website like a blog about it and she was getting a lot of hits and i'm like you know what you already kind of have a built-in audience you could park it on that website you know it'd be great for you and she just never decided to do it um but I guess that's, isn't that, I mean, that's probably the biggest part of it, right? You got to actually make the decision to, to do it, which kind of brings us back to New Year's resolutions. You don't really need a resolution, do you? You just need to decide to do it.
2: it it's the mentality. Yeah, the Nike mentality. There you go. The, the, just do it. Uh, get off your ass. Get off your phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just one. do something, be somewhere, and then don't give up. Uh, my biggest thing for me is I, I do enjoy working out. It's something fun for me, but then I get frustrated because like sex, I go too fast, too hard right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) And then I feel like shit afterward. And then I don't want to do it for another few days. So if you ease into things, And kind of go that way, your longevity is really great and that works out for you. But it's with anything. Your daughter doing a blog, if she stays with doing that and she gets known, she's getting the shows for free because she's now marketing out where they're coming from and going to people in there, which is great. New Year's resolutions, I think, is just a reason for people to give up on something. It's also a reason that they want to try something. If you want to really freak out your significant other, say your new year's resolution is to do devil's triangle. I mean, that might get people's people. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I think I still think though, uh, honestly, it, it's, it, I even take it to this extent. You're talking to somebody, it's a Tuesday and they say, you know what? I decided today I need to lose about 25 pounds. I'm going to start a diet on Sunday. Now we already talked about, we both agree. I don't like the diet word at all. Um, and you know, I'm not going to make the corny joke that a diet is a four-letter word, but it is. So, um, <laughs> you 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 just have to do it. You know what? Start. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so you just have to do it. Start it to- today. You know, start right now. Oh, even if you've already had breakfast, you can start it at lunchtime. It, it's a matter of making the decision and then moving forward. That's pretty much all there is
2: to to pick up a salad, like right there. There you go. Start right there.
0: Now, the last thing I want to ask you uh, before we get the hell out of here is what, you know, in in ranting about things, I'm sure you've examined different topics that are, you know, people oriented. I mean, kind of like, you know, trash bag basketball taught us a few things. Um, And uh, even in our very first episode, we were, seems our trash dumpster comes up a lot and there's reasons (laughs) behind that. That's because Um, we live
1: with a bunch of douchebags.
0: But what have you learned? from your podcast about um society in
2: general they like strippers as much as i do
1: that's <laughs> an a plus thing to learn i like uh, it
2: i joke a lot about strippers and hookers and single moms which are all kind of the same thing and uh <laughs> If I don't mention it somewhere, all of a sudden people are like, hey, what happened to the strippers? Where are you guys going? Where are you guys... So I get weird comments about that, even though I'm half-heartedly joking. And I say half-heartedly because I'm the only person I know that has gone to the local strip club here and had lunch. Ew. <laughs> go, everyone says. But see, I have logic behind this. These single moms that are struggling to put themselves through college – probably haven't slept in a day or two and are probably hungry. So I got free lab changes for French fries. <laughs>
1: That's so gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's like what we've learned is a lot more cynical than what you just said. Uh, I mean, we've learned that
1: people are society in general,
0: people are just, they only think about themselves period. And like the, you can, you can break that down to like, if you're the type of person that analyzes things, you could break that down to that people aren't very smart either as a whole. Um, <laughs> you could. As if because, this is
2: new. The, the common sense is
0: common. Exactly. And it's like – you. we always talk about this. Like We have people that if the – when the trash dumpsters are closed, when the guy first puts them back – They have, like, this stupid sticker on there that says, you know, you got to keep the thing closed because if it rains, we don't want the rain to wash through. Like the thing is watertight. Okay, sure. (laughs) It's going to get water in there anyway. But if you don't leave the thing open, people think it's full, and they put their trash on the ground next to the trash dump.
1: Or on the lids or they leave it in the laundry room because our neighbors are just fucking douchebags.
0: But but so so what you would figure there, that's why I say people are stupid. Because if you have any sense of of intelligence, you immediately know leaving the trash on the ground next to the trash dumpster is a really stupid move to make. Like you immediately know that.
2: Yeah, but touching the trash can lids dirty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's why i'm the guy that goes and opens the fucking trash can lids every single time the the guy comes uh it's it's become my job here because if i the other one that drives me less crazy and grosses me out less than looking at people's like dirty baby diapers on the ground
2: yeah it's kind of a trade-off Dirty adult diapers too that's worse full-size logs
0: Thank God we don't have any of those. (laughs) I mean, that I've seen anyway. Um, But
2: My biggest pet peeve, because I commute a lot, is shitty drivers and cell phones. And those literally go hand in hand. Because I'll drive by people looking at their phones and almost hitting people and then flipping people off. And when I take a walk during the day to get up from being at a desk for 10 hours... I look and I see people in traffic and I see everyone looking at their cell phones. I love playing the game of chicken with people on the road or in malls. If I so happen to be caught in a mall and you see people looking directly at their cell phones and not looking up, walking directly for you. And I'll wait till they're about a foot and be like, heads up. And they freak out. And then I fuck you. I'm like me. I I was looking the whole time. I saved your life.
0: yeah people are stupid enough said <laughs> enough said so herman tell everybody where they can find you
2: uh the podcast uh the rant with herman james's friends actually is on i want to say 25 or 30 different platforms the major ones are going to be the itunes spotify stitcher soundcloud you can also tell your smart speaker to play the rant with herman james and friends it'll autoplay me on iHeartRadio. And I'm on uh, thehermanjames.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, my friend, for being on tonight. Hopefully we can do this again
2: sometime soon. Thank you very much for having me. Hopefully I can come back as soon as possible and uh, get you guys a uh, crack up some more and uh, have some more fun. Awesome. It's been great. Thanks for having me.
1: Good night, everyone.
0: Astella, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant.
1: If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play.
0: If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating.
1: This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.